I, I do just so appreciate um, just the privilege to be able to speak uh, this morning. I think uh, it's interesting. Uh, if some of you were at the celebration uh, earlier uh, this last month, uh, Silas just got to talk a little bit about this time of uh, preaching and um, not just preaching, but just ways of learning as an invitation, like just wanting to expose different, different uh, methods, but also different people. And so I hope you're okay with this, but um, it's, it's going to be a little different this morning. Um, not crazy different. I'm not going to like have fireworks or jump off the stage, but, um, but a chance to engage maybe in a different way than in, in just a teaching style. So maybe the lineage was up there, but uh, we're, we're actually going to be talking about Rahab uh, this morning. And um, again, going back a little bit uh, to last week when Silas was talking about Tamar, again, this idea of who's comforted uh, by, by reading, engaging uh, in a simple list, in a sim- simple lineage, right? And it's hard. I think it's kind of hard to engage in just a simple list, right? Uh, but again, the first readers of this, who, who do they see? And, and again, that, that context of why, why are women in here? Why are foreigners uh, in, this, in this passage, um, in this simple list? Watch my steps. Uh, if, if you could throw a picture up of my mom, um, again, as I was thinking about this, this time, thinking about Rahab in particular, I was just thinking about a memory. Um, it, it's personal to me. Obviously, my mom's there. Uh, but if some of you know my story, my mom passed away, not this past summer, but two summers ago. And... Yeah, thinking about her and how she has influenced my life, uh, I, I was just, I was remembering the story. Um, we, I was probably about four, four years old, and our family had decided, hey, we're going to move across the country. Uh, we were living in New York City at the time, and we were going to move to Los Angeles. And a little bit of part of my story is, uh, this was the first time that uh, I had ever traveled across the country. And we had a traditional U-Haul, um, but we also had this small green Datsun. And uh, I didn't always get to ride in the, in the U-Haul cab, but um, I remember this green is kind of a small hatchback. For some of you that may not know Datsun, uh, it's actually now Nissan. Um, but no, no air conditioning, uh, yeah, just this little car. And uh, I remember being in the back of the car and uh, kind of antsy. I, I can tend to be an antsy person. Uh, but you can imagine me, four years old, and we're, we're, we're probably more than halfway, halfway across the country. And yeah, you're just, you know the, the question like, how much further, right? How much further till we get there? Uh, and again, I'm hot back this car. We finally get to this stop. 
And I think, I think we're like somewhere in the desert. And I, I, I don't bother to put on my shoes, but I just, I'm out of the car. And desert, but uh, there's actually like uh, more than stickers, but like, I'd say like needles on the ground. And so I'm like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm crying, literally crying. And um, I, I don't know if I just dropped to the ground. Uh, kind, I, I remember my mom is trying to comfort me. And, and my mom, uh, you couldn't tell from that photo, but uh, she has a nursing background. And she, she very calmly, very calmly, she just says, hey, we can do one of two things here. Uh, I, can, I can get a needle and I could individually take out every single thorn. Or I can, or, or we can pray. Uh, just this, this simple invitation. We can pray to ask God to remove these thorns. And again, in my four-year-old worldview, whatever, how I'm thinking, I'm like, no, I don't want to have another sharp object in my foot, right? Uh, Plucking away at these things. So I'm like, sounds reasonable. Let's pray, yeah? Uh, And again, going back, I, I can't necessarily remember exactly how this happens, but we pray to ask God to remove uh, these needles. After we're praying, all, the, all these thorns, uh, they're gone. Just this, this simple, kind invitation. My mom doesn't force me. Um, she doesn't force me to, um, hey, you have to do it this way but just this kind invitation where I got to experience the goodness of God in this real, tangible way for this four-year-old kid. And, and so while I, uh, I share this story of my life, um, I, again, here's where it might kind of get weird. Um, I'd, I'd actually, again, I've I just been thinking a little bit about the, the previous sermon series, just thinking about Sabbath. Again, these, these opportunities to take a moment to pause and reflect and to remember. And, and so I'd like to invite us actually to um, join me. I'm going to take this bench. Um, in engaging in some exercises to reflect. So, I know you're all sitting down. I am too. Um, yeah, just maybe in a comfortable posture, I'd love for you to just sit. Uh, for some, it could be helpful just having your feet on the ground. And if you can close your eyes, you don't have to, but I think it could be a helpful practice. And with me, it doesn't have to be totally in sync, but just taking a few breaths.
yeah, maybe as you, again, perhaps there's some concerns as you're taking some breaths that you came into this morning with. Uh, maybe some ongoing things, perhaps some burdens that you might, um, might come into this space with. And then thinking about this morning, just where are you presently? you're thinking about the people around you, what might be going on. (laughs) And then, yeah, just, I'd love for you to maybe even just take some space to think about the things that um, maybe immediately after this time, I I think there's a game. Um, Some of you guys might have parties. Um, Perhaps there's some issues maybe with work. perhaps some friends or neighbors, just some thoughts, different responsibilities that come to mind. What are all the concerns maybe that are there with you? And then if you're able again or willing, love for actually for you to turn your palms uh, upward. You're just in this symbol of just releasing just releasing each of those concerns to God. <laughs> and yeah, as, as you're releasing, again, as you're continuing to breathe, you might take notice some things in your body. Uh, and actually, if you could imagine, actually, as you're releasing them, the Lord is holding those concerns. And he's just delighting delighting in you. And as you're in that space, actually, yeah, I I would invite you even to picture while the Lord's holding these concerns, he's actually delighted to hold you in this space. And as he's holding you, Could you, can we invite God, Holy Spirit, God, could you remind each one in this room, just as a moment, just a moment of joy, a moment of kindness, where we felt close to you? Perhaps, perhaps it might have been in a moment of, um, Nature, solitude, perhaps it could have been maybe reading, reading scripture. Perhaps similar to mine, um, could have involved another individual or a group of people. Maybe where you felt some joy, experience. Again, Uh, just invite you just to be careful maybe not to judge or dismiss something. Let's just trust there's the Spirit bringing that to mind.
and as that image uh, comes to you. Yeah, just being able to engage that, perhaps with, uh, with color, maybe in what were you sensing? Were there any emotions that came up during that time? Any things you smelled? Yeah, so Father, thank you for this opportunity. Again, it might be uh, different for some of us to engage in these spaces. But God, we want to be reminded, we want to receive what you're giving us. Help us acknowledge and remain in your presence here this morning. So you, you can open your eyes, although it's, it is a pretty beautiful sight uh, to see us enter into this space. I, I, I'd love for you to hold, maybe hold that memory. But I, I do want to ask, under no obligation whatsoever, uh, we don't have a ton of time, but if somebody just felt like, oh, that was kind to be reminded, if... Um, if, you, if, if anybody here would like to share that in a very short manner, um, I just want to make that invitation. Please. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. It's super kind. Um, yeah, to be able to see joy in children. Um, what a gift to experience that and to receive that as an image. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, if, a, again, we're talking about Rahab, and again, as think, I, I think it's a gift even that we're able to receive some of these, um, these remembrances, these moments of what God's doing in our own lives. Um, and, and as we look at uh, Rahab here, again, even thinking about why she's mentioned, um, again, who's comforted in this story. I, I wanted to give you a little bit of background of the story of Rahab. 
Um, that uh, uh, some of you may have known for a while, uh, some may not. Um, but it's an interesting time. It's an interesting time in uh, Israel's history. Uh, it's, it's kind of this transition, um, uh, transition of leadership. Uh, it's, the story's found in the book of Joshua. Um, and uh, yeah, Moses is gone. They've, they've been traveling through the wilderness uh, by some of their own leading, right? And uh, uh, Deuteronomy has, has just kind of happened. And I was kind of actually thinking about the, this maybe in, in reference to the New Testament. It's kind of like the Torah, the first five books were kind of like the things we maybe kind of celebrate, but then like Joshua and kind of a little bit on is like the acts, if you will, of, of the Old Testament. Like, okay, that happened. Now we've got to live this out in the promised land that we've been given, right? And, um, and, and, and Joshua, they're kind of, uh, he's kind of like, okay, I, you know, I was one of the original spies that was sent out. Nobody believed me. And uh, we suffered the consequences. We had to meander uh, throughout the wilderness, right? Um, before we got to go in. And uh, go into the promised land. And, and now uh, Joshua's kind of giving this cool leadership charge, like, hey, let's do this. Let's go. Um, but then, uh, almost the same situation. He's like, uh, let's send in some spies. Which part of me kind of baffled, like, okay, if you know God's going to deliver this, why, why do that again? You could run the risk of the same scenario, right? Um, but, but he does it. Okay, I, I don't want to question Joshua why he does this, right? Um, and yeah, so he sends uh, these two spies. And again, going back to that lineage, it's like uh, there's some possibility that it's, uh, I'm not exactly sure how to say it, Salmon, not Salmon, like maybe we would say it, but uh, is potentially one of those spies. And that's, that's where we get uh, Rahab uh, potentially uh, marrying, not potentially, she, uh, she marries Mary Salmon here. But, um, but these two spies, they go in and they're, they're scoping out things, right? Uh, and, and goes into the story uh, where Rahab, some say she's, she's, she's known as a prostitute, but uh, some have said that uh, she uh, cares for people. Or it's like an inn that she runs as well. So for, again, however we look at this, I don't know exactly uh, why Rahab is privy um, to these men being spies here. But, uh, or that they're from the Israelites. And so, but she has enough, um, more, more than wherewithal, but she's, she knows something's up here. And so she hides she hides the Israelites and, um, and, and even 
she goes with this opportunity to actually betray her own people in this time. And uh, so much betray, like she even lies to the king, right? That, uh, oh, the, these guys are not staying with me, right? Um, but there's, there's a couple things that we can learn uh, about, about Rahab in this story here. Um, if, if we go to 2, 9, 11, one, excuse me, Joshua 2, I'll, I'll read this here. So Rahab goes to the spies uh, and they're hiding uh, in the stuff there. But she says to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for, you, for when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is in, for the Lord your God, excuse me, is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Again, there's, there's several things here, again, thinking about who's comforted in this passage when we think about the person of Rahab. Again, she's, she's this foreigner. Um, again, she, she has this past. She's, she's known as a prostitute. And, and, and again, interesting to know, even with this, this word of being a prostitute, it, I, I, again, going, going, she, she's actually known uh, in Hebrews 11 as, as a woman of faith, okay? But, but again, her, her title or what she, what's been a part of her life isn't removed. She's still referred to as a prostitute, even though she's, she's a woman who's known as a woman of faith here. Um, and even as that last, uh, that last part, just, just talking about like, she, she's, belie- she's a believer. She's known as believing in the God of the Israelites. She knows that this is the true God here. Um, and and even, even though all of her people are afraid, right, there, there is this, this, this part of her that she knows this is God. Who, who am I to stand away of what God is doing here? And, and, and even she's incredibly courageous in this moment. There, with all this fear, she could just be thinking about herself. And, and yet, she, yes, there's this opportunity where she recognizes what, what God is doing. Uh, but even as that image, kind of, uh, if you can see like in the, in the part there, she not only advocates on behalf of herself to be saved, in this, she gets to work this out with, with the um, spies that are there. Um, 
that she gets her life to be saved, but she advocates on behalf of her parents. Advocates on behalf of her siblings and who belongs to them. It's, again, in this culture, it's, it's not just about herself, but she's, she is this protector. She wants to protect all those that are around her. Um, and then this last uh, maybe word I guess I'll give about Rahab. I, I actually just actually see her as this prophet. So interesting. Again, in, not in a prophet in a sense of like, um, well, I guess she is saying some of these things are going to happen, but she's just reminding people of what God says is actually true. So if we can look at um, Joshua 2, 24. Um, it says, you know, they said to, uh, so it's actually the spies. They're going back to Joshua after they're uh, being let down uh, through the wall because of Rahab. And they say to Joshua, the Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands. All of the people are melting in fear because of us. And it's so interesting. They're using the same words that Rahab has told them. And and again, this is such a unique time in Israel's history. They haven't walked, they haven't received anything. They haven't done anything yet. And, And Rahab's words are confirming what God has already told them. Go into the land. Do this. I I will give you this people. And and, and again, out of Rahab's mouth of just saying what is is true. Again, going back to that question, why send out the spies? Even though they knew it was true, Joshua's declaring these things that all God has done, they, they wanted this confirmation. And, and so when the spies hear it and they tell Joshua, I don't think it just inspires Joshua. It inspires a whole nation of people. Because yes, Joshua is the leader, but all the people have to actually walk into the land. They have to possess, they have to fight to receive what God has given them. So, so interesting, right? Right after uh, this report um, happens, uh, this is where uh, the Israelites, they're, they're at the Jordan. And they, they walk in and there's dry land, right? I, again, I think these words from Rahab inspired Yes, what God has said is true. And they get to walk in it. Yeah? Um, and again, Jericho, where uh, Rahab is living and, and is spared. This is the first, uh, I don't even know if you can call it a battle totally, uh, because it, it feels so easy. But, but again, I think the people because they've heard from Rahab, 
because they've heard how God has worked um, in people. They, they've just been reminded, wow, what God has done, how he has led us, the people know. This is true. We, they now have the courage of walking into that. Um, and, and again, as we've kind of taken a look, I, I think I wrote some of those things in the, in the notes for you to follow along. Just got a chance to hear a little bit of my story and, and us collectively thinking about how God is working in our story and in Rahab's story, right? And it's, it's so cool to think about God's story, like his, his promise to faithfully f- fulfill every promise that he gives. And, and yet, God's story, he continues to use broken individuals to bring about his glory. Through these areas that we wouldn't expect, God is, God is just saying, hey, I'm faithful. I can bring about my means in any way possible. And, and, and with this, uh, again, this, this isn't a part of the, the sermon series, but we'll, we'll t- should we talked about. Um, but it, reflecting on Rahab's stories, I'm just reminded of, um, of Mary. Like, you know, as some of these things start unfolding, right? It, it says she... She ponders what God has been doing in her life, what God has been doing to bring about the works of Jesus coming to this world. And I think it even says, like, she treasures, treasures them in her heart, right? Um, and, and again, as uh, this isn't, in scriptures here, but I can just, I could just imagine, I could just imagine Rahab, a uh, li- little bit older in her life, and she's just perhaps maybe in a similar posture like we were able to engage this uh, a little bit earlier, and just like, oh yeah, man, God did that. God did that in my life to rescue me, someone on the fringes, a foreigner not, not a part of this land. And God allowed me to be saved, to be rescued. How cool. As she just ponders that story. And, and, and again, I don't think, perhaps until she was gone, but just, I don't think that's even a, a thought in her mind that God would use her Use her story to inspire a people, right? A people to, to glorify God, glorify his will to come about. And then, going beyond that, for her story to be a part of bringing salvation to every people's. I just, I'm just like, whoa, I, I don't, maybe, maybe, maybe the Lord gave her some insight, I don't know. But I just think, wow, how cool, how cool. Um, and, and, and now, 
I, I just, I do want to invite you to come back to that story. Uh, perhaps when God, um, maybe you felt that, that joy, maybe that closeness, um, a significant moment in your life where God might have met you. And I, I, going back to my mom's story uh, and how she kindly invited me, she would, she would always mention, she'd just say, uh, maybe when there was a moment of, um, I have to make a decision, or there was an opportunity to maybe stress out or uh, think, um, I don't know, just freak out, basically, right? And my mom would come back to me and she'd be like, hey, Andrew, remember? Remember what God did. Remember what he did with those thorns in your feet? And he took those out. Do you remember that? And a part of me would be like, yeah, mom. But my mom was so kind. She was so kind just to invite me to remember. And and I think about that for us. Um, Because, again, these things that, uh, similar to Mary, that we get to ponder and treasure in our heart, right? And and, and we, can, we, can, we can hold that, but, but I think there is conviction because it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to get just fast and just go to the next thing, right? But God is just, I believe in that, that sense of conviction. Just, hey, would you remember who I am? Would you remember what I've done in your life? And, and yes, as, as we're going to this moment um, to think, to receive the elements, to remember what God has done. I think there is this kind, um, in this way, commissioning, right? Because yes, this story is for us to treasure and to hold. But I think we, we have been given this space, right? Who are the people that God has placed around us and, and for some of them, it might be our friends, right? Those that we work with, those that we live with in our neighborhoods. Uh, our very spouses, our, our children, right? That's been given to you. Uh, again, to share this story of remembrance. And, and even, uh, yes, obviously it's implied, but I need to be reminded of that story when I go to a place of unbelief of God. And it's just this, this simple, simple moment of just, just being in this space, taking the courage to be reminded, hey, I don't have to just get to the next thing, but I can just be simply resting in his presence. Yes, some of these moments happened in the past, but they're, they're here for us to believe in this very moment as well as, I think, to inspire others. And yes, I get it. We're in an interesting pocket of our world, right? That that may not be um, everybody's desire to believe in God. But again, just like Rahab, just in God's story, how he's used 
regular broken people to bring about his glory. I think we can trust as, as we ourselves need to be inspired, right? We know that there are people that God has placed around us for his purposes, for his glory, for perhaps for them to trust, to believe that God is real. So, hey, Jesus, I thank you that um, you are so kind to engage in our stories. And yet, uh, as, as we are so quick, so quick to forget, it is your kindness and goodness to remind us of all that you've done for us. And thank you so much for using Rahab's story. Knowing that we can be comforted. We don't have to have everything together. And even in our brokenness, even areas we don't want to be revealing, God, knowing that you redeem all circumstances, all situations. To bring about glory in our own life but to bring about your glory to your world. So thank you as we go into this time to remember uh, your son coming on our behalf. Help us be reminded of all of this work. So we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.